You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth on the BetQL Network. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Joe Ostrowski, Aaron Hawksworth with you, and it is time to talk some World Cup. The U.S. men's national team knocked out on Friday, but we still have plenty to talk about in the round of 16. And joining us on the GetMyPhoenix.com guest line is Sebastian Salazar of ESPN. The Phoenix is a revolutionary technology helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedroom. Visit GetMyPhoenix.com to learn more and make sure to catch Sebastian on Football Americas on ESPN Plus Live every day during the World Cup at 4 p.m. Eastern. Sebastian, no matches today, which I'm sure you're excited to get a little rest, maybe enjoy the area a little bit back in action on Friday. But I've got to ask you about the Cinderella story. Morocco upsets mm-hmm. Spain. Um, do you think they can do the same uh, versus Portugal? So I think this all comes down to how much you value a home dog, right? Because Morocco may not be home here in Qatar, but they're effectively at home. I was talking to my, I didn't go to the game, Morocco, Spain, but I was talking to one of my ESPN Deportes colleagues that was there. He said it was 90 to 10 Morocco fans. They are not only, you know, the lone African team left, they kind of are the lone representative of the Arab world left. I'm in downtown Doha. It may as well have been Casablanca last night. I mean, it's, it's, they are truly the home team. So when you, you kind of put that out there, then you see plus 475 for them to, to win it 90 and you think, man, that's a really good value for an effectively, again, a home dog. Here's why I don't think they can do it twice. They didn't just play 90 minutes, right? They had to go to penalties. They played 120 minutes against Spain and they played most of that without the ball. Uh, Spain had 75% possession in the game, which means when you don't have the ball, you're chasing. It's a huge physical exertion. So for those reasons, I don't really think Morocco can get past Portugal. I also think Portugal hit another level in their round of 16 match against Switzerland. Switzerland's a a decent team, not a great team, but a decent team. So for Portugal to hang six on them is significant. Now, Portugal to win in 90 is minus 150. That's maybe not a super great value. I would go actually and look at the anytime score. There's a guy named Gonzalo Ramos. You don't know his name, but you do know the name of the guy that he replaced in the starting lineup, Cristiano Ronaldo. And so Gonzalo Ramos in anytime score is plus 160. He was a Huge move from the Portuguese manager to bench Cristiano Ronaldo for this game. It was due to some ill-discipline from Ronaldo. And I think that was kind of a shield. I think Fernando Santos, the Portuguese manager, has kind of wanted to try to see what this team would look like without Ronaldo. He got a chance to do it. Not only did they win 6-1, to one, the guy who replaced him, Gonzalo Ramos, had a hat trick. He scored his first goal 17 minutes into this game. So I don't think... Santos can move that team at all. I think Ramos gets another start, and I think he's very likely to end up on the board. Uh, yesterday, we had the top odds maker over at uh, BetMGM on the show, and when we asked about the World Cup, his reaction was, it won't stop. It's constant Brazil money 
just all mm. hours, every minute. They they will not stop betting on Brazil, and uh, they are plus one seventy five now. Do you agree with the betting public that just keep piles up their money on Brazil, or do you think this is more wide open than uh, many believe? I think the two best teams are Brazil and France. That to me is is the very clear final between the two of them. It's for me, it's a coin toss. I, I'm not really sure, you know, what that final will look like. But for me, it's very clear they're on opposite sides of the bracket. So Brazil's plus 175 to win it all. France is plus 400. France is also plus 175 just to reach the final. So I think you can kind of accomplish both there. You could say Brazil to win it all at plus 175, France to reach the final at plus 175, and you kind of cover uh, both of those scenarios. To me, those are, those are the two clear best teams, and I see Brazil as, as massive favorites over Croatia in their quarterfinal game. To me, to me that's probably... You know, Morocco has kind of the home edge, so, so maybe they can keep it close against Portugal, but I just see a massive gap between Brazil and Croatia. So along those lines, you can bet on winner, runner-up. So like Brazil, France, mm-hmm. for example, is plus 550, or I think you can even bet just France to be also in the final, which would be mm-hmm. plus 185. Would, would you be interested in something like that since you said Brazil, France, clearly that'll be the final? I think so. I think that's where the, the value is. There's obviously, for me, the, the big question, I'm sure we'll talk about the game, England-France. That is like the game of the quarterfinals. It's the dream matchup. And it's one of those that could go either way. England's not a bad team. They're not a significant underdog, or they shouldn't be considered that in this game as well as France has played. But to me, I just the, when you look at the teams on paper, there's nobody nearly as talented as Brazil and France. And then if you look further at what we've seen so far this tournament in terms of actual level of play, the, the let's say fourth, fifth gear that those two teams have hit, no one else can match. Not only have they not matched it in this tournament, I've not seen them match it anywhere else. Even Portugal's 6-1, I think, is a little bit of a, a fluke, a little bit of an accident of football, as they say. So to me... Again, Brazil and France, by far the teams are opposite sides of the bracket. Um, that's, that's the final that I, I think we've, for me, even since the beginning of the tournament, those were the two clear favorites. And, and I always saw Argentina lumped up in there as one of the top three, but I never really believed that they were on the same level as Brazil and France. Yeah, I'm, I'm just uh, writing down all the different ways that I can bet this. You can bet, like, the straight forecast, one and two, runner-up, yeah. like you mentioned, to reach mm-hmm. the final, a uh, <laughs> lot of different ways. All right, the first quarterfinal, Friday morning. You mentioned there is a massive gap between Brazil and Croatia. So w- what do you think the best plan of attack is here? So Croatia, to me, why don't I believe in them? Because they're the runners-up of the last World Cup, but they, they don't win games. They haven't so far this tournament. In fact, two of the games in the group phase are scoreless draws. The only team they beat was Canada, the first World Cup in 36 years. And if not for a bad finishing day from Belgium, Croatia doesn't even make it out of the group phase. And then against Japan in the round of 16, which is a pretty favorable matchup once you get to the knockout rounds, they go behind... They tie it 1-1, and they end up advancing through penalties, basically because Japan chokes in the penalty shootout. So I think Brazil here, with Neymar back, is a, as I've said, super heavy favorite. I think you could even go Brazil minus a goal and a half, which pays out a plus 105. That's kind of what I'm seeing at 
um, at there. I think they're two goals better clearly than Croatia, which is a lot, you know, to kind of say in soccer. Uh, anytime scores, I think, is another area to hit here because I do think Brazil will score and score multiple goals. The two guys I'm looking at as good values are Richarlison. He's the center forward for Brazil. A lot of people focus on Neymar, but Richarlison is, is the guy right now who's scoring, and he's scoring some absolute bangers. If you've caught any of the highlights and you've seen Brazil scoring great goals, they're coming off Richarlison's boot. And then Vinicius is another player. He's plus 225 as an anytime score. So I think those are the two guys that I would pick to, to score in the game, and, and Brazil at minus uh, a goal and a half, a pretty good value there, plus 105. Well, let's talk about England, France. Um, France, minus 145 favorites in this one. What angles do you like in this match, betting-wise? Mm. I mean, this is the game. <laughs> this, is the, this is the game for me. Um, so I think we talked about it on the last show. We talked about the USA-Netherlands, and, and it seemed like everybody was seeing the under there. And for me, I, I thought actually that, that that game would go over. Um, this one, to me, feels a lot like that. I think the... We, we got to think over in this game, or at least that, that there will be goals. Why? England and France have loads of attacking talent. And if there are weaknesses on each of these teams, if you look at the lineups, it's definitely in the central defensive position. And, and that's how you keep you know, goals out of the back of that. The other way you do it, obviously, is your goalkeeper. And both of the goalies in this game are good goalies. You're not the starting goalie for England or the starting goalie for France you know, by accident, because you're bad. But they both have this trait of catastrophic mistakes. I mean, howlers, bloopers, things you would see on SportsCenter's not top 10 plays. And I just wonder if one or both may contribute one of those here, which makes me think there will be goals. Now, the over two and a half is plus 105. I see a little bit more value in both teams to score no draw, which is coming in at plus 185 where I'm seeing it. Um, if you ask me to pick, you know, from the money line, France, I think, is plus 145 to win in 90. I, I think France is, is the safe bet to win. Um, but I think I would, I would lean towards goals as opposed to who will come out on top. Because um, as, as high as I am on France, England has, has really exceeded my expectations in this tournament. And, and I think... This is a classical. These are two teams, two countries that play all the time, know each other very well. The players play in the same leagues, many of them on the same teams. And in those games, it's just really hard to be confident in picking who is going to actually win. Well, the uh, second closest money line number is on Friday. Argentina, the favorite over Netherlands. Uh, how do you view this one? Okay, so... Opposite of England, France, where I think there'll be goals, I think this one is, is low scoring. Um, both of these teams are interesting, right? Neither of them look particularly good in the group phase, but they both won their group. Then you go to the round of 16, and Argentina really struggles against an Australia team that nobody even had getting out of the group. And the problems that Argentina had in the group phase are the same as they had in the round of 16. It's just outside of Lionel Messi, who we all know, how are they going to generate offense? How are they going to score? Now, the Dutch, on the other hand, kind of solved the problems that they had in the group phase against the United States. You saw it in that game against the Americans, man. They were clinical, right? The U.S. for the first 10 minutes of the game, they're all over this Dutch team. One Dutch attack, bing, 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 back of the net. And then they did it again right before the half, and the game was effectively over. So what is that to say? I actually see a lot of value here in the Netherlands. 
Uh, Moneyline, I'm getting plus 260 over 90. But I could see this game being a cagey affair, as I said, that goes to extra time and maybe penalties. So the Dutch to advance are plus 135. Um, again, I think it'll be low scoring, not just because of what we've seen so far, but because of the managers. In soccer, there's always kind of a debate. Are you an idealist who plays for you know, the fans? Or are you a pragmatist who plays for the results? Both these managers are very pragmatic. So I think they'll set up not so much to bring the best out of their team attacking, but to neutralize the other team. Uh, again, I always like to see, you know, kind of what the anytime scores are. Uh, never a bad bet to play some money on Messi. Uh, he's plus 160 to score, plus 350 to score the first goal. He scored in three of Argentina's four games. He scored the first goal in three of Argentina's four games. And I think on this show last time I said, bet him to score the first goal against Saudi Arabia because they would probably get a penalty. Uh, excuse me, against Poland because they would probably get a penalty. They did, and he missed the penalty. Or maybe we should give credit to Wojciech Chesney, the Polish goalie who made a great save. I was bitter about that one because I, I was already pumping my fist. Uh, but I think Messi to score is just never a bad bet if you want to take that angle. Speaking of goal scoring, I mean, you can obviously, you know, bet on the top goal scorer for the entire World Cup, but then you can also go by country. Mm-hmm. And is there any value? Because, I mean, some of these seem pretty locked up, um, you know, like France, for example, um, unless you think, you know, someone else can score more than Mbappe at this point. But what about like England, where you've got, I hope I'm saying it right, Saka, Saka and Rashford, mm-hmm. kind of like neck and neck there. Would that one be more up for grabs? Or uh, maybe Portugal with Ramos, Fernandez, something like that. So between Saka and Rashford, I will go Saka because Rashford has scored goals, but he's not guaranteed to start in the England setup. Bukayo Saka is a guaranteed starter. So I just feel like he's going to get more minutes than Rashford as this tournament progresses. Oftentimes as the tournament progresses, coaches start to use their subs less and less and less. You kind of, you keep it to your star players, you keep it to the starter. So um, in terms of that, I would go Saka. Golden Boot, obviously Mbappe's got five right now. He's minus 175. There's not a ton of value there. That said, Richarlison at plus 650 is the one guy from the rest of the field that I could see catching him. And at that value, and I'm telling you, Brazil, I believe is going to go to the final, and he's the guy who mm-hmm. plays closest to goal for Brazil. Uh, I think there's some value there. Other, other kind of awards that they give out are also um, potentially listed here. Golden Ball is effectively the MVP. Mbappe right now is plus 125. It's the, you know, it's the odds that pay out the least of the Golden Ball potential, but he's already your leading scorer. If he adds any more against England, he's pretty much a lock to win the Golden Boot, and a lot of times the Golden Boot and Golden Ball go hand in hand. So even at plus 125, I think Mbappe's golden ball is a good bet. And then the young player of the tournament, to me, it's not a, it's not a great value, but it's a lot. Uh, Jude Bellingham of England is by far the best young player in the tournament. He's minus 150 where I'm getting it um, to win the young player of the tournament. But even if England goes out in the quarterfinals, young player of the tournament doesn't always Whereas golden ball and golden boot usually end up being teams that advance. Young player of the tournament is picked based on your performance. Your team doesn't have to go very far. So even if England go out, I think Jude Bellingham is still the young player of the tournament at minus 150. It's not a great value, but to me, it's a very clear lock, and I'd be shocked if anybody else won that award. 
Awesome. Enjoy the day. I'm excited for you. Hope you make it a great one. That was Sebastian Salazar on the GetMyPhoenix.com guest line. The Phoenix is a revolutionary technology helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedroom. Visit GetMyPhoenix.com to learn more. Up next, we take a look at Thursday Night Football, another Week 14 angles with Ben Brown of Pro Football Focus next on BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM.